All right, so I think we're ready for this, Rob. I got the coffee table moved. Yeah, okay. I got the- I, I've got the candles set up in a circle. Like, uh, I mean, we really couldn't draw a star on the floor because, you know, there you've got a rug. It's not a hardwood floor, so that wouldn't be a good idea. I, I think the candles will work. And I are you sure? I mean, I bought two robes. I mean, we can totally just put the robes on if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I, it's up to you, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I... If you want to wear the robes, we'll wear the robes. All right, let's slip into the robes. Okay. I, I just don't want to freak out the pizza the pizza person when he arrives with our pizza that we ordered. But anyway, so I think we'll be okay. So we got our robes, and you got you just got to lay still. Oh, cool! You got a nice little uh, sigil of Baphomet emblem on mine. Good, good looking out there, buddy. I know, I know. I do what I can. That wall has a serger, so he just kind of sewed that on for me real quick. Oh, nice! Thank you. Yeah, he's always watching out for me. Uh, anyway, so it's, I, I think this is going to work. No one answered our Craigslist ad. So I still think just the two of us, we can make this work. Yeah. I mean, I never understood how many people was needed, but I'm sure we, if we give it a try, we can actually get something done here and maybe freak the neighbors out a little bit too. Yeah. I think if we stay focused and just channel our energies, harness that, we can make this work. All right. So are right, you ready? All right. Yep. All right, just so- let me... Get into position here. Okay. Right. Kneel down here. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to just on the count of three. One, two, three. Light, Light as, as a feather, feather, stiff as a board. Light, Light as, as a feather, feather stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. I don't Light know. Is a I don't think this is working. Low, buddy, open your eyes and see what yourself. Holy shit. How many? How cool is that? Wow. There's like. I told you to make it work. Uh, I, I don't think your fingers are supposed to be there, though. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I just thought if I like kind of got it up in there and like lifted a little bit. You know. uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'll slide it down. Anyway. But look, you're off the ground. I told you we could make this happen. Wow. And honestly, I, there was still so much doubt in my mind. I didn't think that was going to work. No, I knew we had the juju. We can make this happen. Um, how do I get down? I, um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> do we have to say it backwards, maybe? Ooh, like a, like those records that would play back in the 80s that had like masking in them. Yeah, th- like those records. Yeah. I don't even know how I would say that backwards. I don't either. <laughs> Board as a feather, light as a stiff. Board as a feather, light as a stiff. I don't know. Don't make me laugh. I'm afraid I'll drop you. <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. <laughs> All's good, I think. Just hang on. Okay. Yeah, you would think once I stopped breaking concentration, I would immediately fall to the floor. But that's not happening at all. No, it's not. And you're down for the count. Oh man, is your head okay? Yeah, like, is that the pizza guy? I ooh, wow! I really felt light as a feather. You know what? And if it's that hunky pizza guy, I'm gonna be stiff as a board. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. I do what I can. To the other kids at Saint Bernard Academy. 
They were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. But after years of being on the outside... Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please, stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. You ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. We can make things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. Columbia Pictures welcomes you to the witching hour. So judging from that clip, if you are sticking with us, we are going to be covering The Craft from 1996, and we welcome you to Midnight Mass Creature Cast. I'm Mark, and I'm with... I'm Robert. All right, and we're so glad you're here to talk about what um, I think is one of the coolest movies ever. I don't know about you, Rob. It's pretty cool. I got to say, though, it uh, it's a bit different. It hits a bit different than from the first time that I saw it. Now, when was that? Um, I didn't see it when it first came out. I believe the first time I saw this movie was 1999. Oh, okay. A little bit later. Yeah. And then was it on, I guess, physical media? Did you see it on TV, cable? Uh, it was physical media. Yep. I had actually rented it at Blockbuster. <laughs> okay. Um, God bless Blockbuster. Yeah. God Blockbuster. That's hard to say. <laughs> say that uh, five times fast. Right. I don't think I could. Not without a spell cast. Yeah, right. Or say it backwards, actually. That, that you don't might... make me do that. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, and then uh, I saw, I actually saw it theatrically. Oh, you did? Yeah, you you are a movie theater goer. I, yeah, especially back then, I, I really was a big movie theater goer. And I got a thing for witches, I got to admit. Mm. Um, that's one of my favorite subgenres. I'm, I'm really into witches. Oh, and, like, wow. Nice. All- things like that. Oh yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. I was, I was heavily into that. Like I had a thing for it. Um, probably in the early two thousands, I would say that's when I started like just soaking it all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, a a good witch movie and I'm there, even a bad witch movie and I'm there. (laughs) Hey, I've got a bad witch movie for you. That kind of reminds me of this. Uh, Have you ever seen five girls with Ron Perlman? no you're not this isn't a Pornhub thing you're gonna no 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 this is an actual movie that came out in the early 2000s no i've never heard of this okay basically five girls with hellboy more or less uh yes so it's uh it's spelled five uh with the number five and then i-v-e um okay 
Yeah, and it takes place at a uh, Catholic school or a nunnery or some some shit like that. I don't know. Okay, right. But yeah, I think you would dig it. I think you would like it. Interesting. I actually do like when they work in the whole Catholicism thing with it because, you know, I've got that whole Catholic background going on too. So that's always fun. Hmm, you're um, like, see, I told you it was evil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, I will check that out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big, big uh, witch fan. Yes. Um, so, and actually, um, if you don't care, I was just kind of going to go through the basic four thespians that we have because it's not a really big cast. Yeah, the four lesbians, we can definitely get through that. No, thespians. <laughs> I don't want to go to court again over this. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I, you, you just kind of <laughs> walked right into it and I had to go with it. Um. So, um, and again, I'm not saying that they don't have big careers. I really just mentioned things I know. And if there's something I miss, you jump in. Um, so our four actresses, Robin Tooney, I really only know her from Empire Records. And that's because I love Debbie Mazar and Liv Tyler. And that's why I saw that film. It's from 95. Okay. Um, did you see that one? Uh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so Nancy was uh, Feruza Ball. Um, she was Dorothy in The Return to Oz, which is a really weird, creepy mind melt of a movie. Um, and then the same year, she was an Island of Dr. Moreau. And my son had a gigantic crush on her from that movie. So that's how we ended up seeing uh, that film. Hmm. And she actually reprises her role in Craft Legacy from 2020, if you saw that one. No, I wasn't even aware that existed. Oh, interesting. Okay, yes. So it's a PG-13, um, not even like really a redo. It's just kind of huh. similar to it. Um, so wait a minute. The, now, so she reprises her role as the crazy Nancy? Yeah, but it, it's she's not in it very much. But yes, yeah, she's in it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it got kind of lukewarm reviews. I liked it for what it was. I think the, and I was just speaking with someone about this. Um, cause I posted this on my Instagram account cause I watched it and everything I watch, I post. Um, and we were discussing the legacy one. Uh, and what I think it was really missing was kind of the more darker overtones that this one had, because I think they were trying to make it more young adults and, you know, within the constraints of the PG 13 rating, you mm. kind of had to cut back things yeah. so but for a younger audience it was fine you know i, I mean I, I think it was successful with what they were going for but if you're coming from this one and wanting more of that in the the 2021 it's you're you you will be disappointed okay yeah you yeah. know the this original movie here it was actually shooting for a pg-13 rating but it got an r rating simply because there was witchcraft in it Oh, interesting. See, and I think really to do it justice, if you really are going to go dark with it, I mean, you, you need that R rating, I think. Yeah. I think. Um, and then uh, the last thing I know uh, Feruza from is she uh, was kind of involved with Moby, the singer, and she was in his Natural Blues video, which I love that song. I love Moby. Hmm. I, not a huge fan of Moby, but... Um, yeah, I, I represent... Bald guys. Yeah, you represent <laughs> all bald guys. Yeah. Right, exactly. But yeah, she was kind of like, I think, romantically involved with him for a bit. 
I believe. Um, and going um, back to Robin Tunney, um, you didn't mention End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did, did you see that, actually? I don't. I may have. It didn't stick with me, so I didn't even think to mention it. Oh, okay, because she was Christine in that movie. Okay. I'm assuming it was like a uh, disaster film. Am I right? Uh, actually, End of the World, Armageddon, you know, the the okay. devil coming back to Earth and that kind of thing. Oh, it's got a devil. Oh, yeah, okay. it's got, it's got uh, I think Gabriel Byrne plays Satan in this movie. Oh, interesting. I, you know what? I think I did see that the more we talk about it. I just didn't rem- remember it. It didn't leave an impression on me, so I didn't even think about it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. See, that's where I remember her from Empire Records, but also End of Days. Okay. Uh, now this is not like Diz from Starship Troopers. I she really doesn't look like she's done a ton of things. No, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course we move on. Or wait, were you finished? I didn't want to cut you off. If you wanted to. Uh, no, I've got nothing else on her. Okay. All right. And then uh, we have Nev Campbell, which of uh, course we have seen in plenty of films in the '90s and early 2000s. Um. My first encounter with her was The Dark from 93. And then going from there, she was in, and we've talked about this. I think you're not familiar with it, but I am because of my son. She did one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark in 1994. And then, of course, I'm imagining almost every listener probably knows her best from two things. The Scream franchise, Mm -hmm. where she played Sidney Prescott, or Wild Things, um, where we see Kevin Bacon sausage. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't remember which came first. My introduction to Nev Campbell, was it wild things or was it the scream franchise? It depends on when you saw them, but scream would have come out first. Okay. So I probably saw scream first and then uh, saw that Nev Campbell was in wild things and was like, okay, I'll watch this too. Mm -hmm. And then I I guess to be honest, I never watched the show, but she was also um, uh, part of the cast of party of five. Okay, never um, never watched that. Never watched that, but it was a big TV show, and she was actually part of that. And then the last thing I really saw her in, uh, besides the screen films, she was in a film called The Company from 2003, and, and so she's she's also a dancer and um, in real life, um, and it's about a ballet dance group, and she was in that, and so oh. I saw that. And then last but not least, because um, actually this one is my favorite of the four ladies, I love this actress, is Rachel True. Um, and she did two episodes on the Cosby show and I hope she's okay. Um, <laughs> she's okay. <laughs> she was in, now, did you ever see Embrace to the Vampire with Alyssa Milano? Oh, that sounds familiar. So I probably okay. have. Well, yeah. You'd probably remember it, but anyway, she was in that. And then of course, um, like so many, uh, fine actors do, she segued into sci-fi things and she was in, um, Blood Lake Attack of the Killer Lampreys. And she did two Sharknado movies. She was in Sharknado 2, and then she was in Sharknado, Heart of Sharkness. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I didn't see any of the Sharknado films, but I really want to get into watching them. They're so goofy. But more importantly, what I like about her is, because some people like back away from the horror uh, like films they've done, but she's actually embraced it. And I think that's very cool. And three things I want to talk about just super quick. She was on two Shutter things. Uh, she did Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror from 2019. Um, and then she's done Queer for Fear, The History of Queer Horror in 2022. 
And then she also did um, Eli Ross' History of Horror in 2020. And it's just very cool to hear her input on, um, as an African-American person working in the industry in horror, her viewpoints on stuff. And I thought that was really very cool. Because she's not just an actress. uh, She's also works like, I think she's produced things um, as well. And it's very cool, I think, to get her point of view on things. Yeah. Anyway. So the four ladies were going to be working with basically in the film. And yeah, Rachel True, uh, during the filming of this movie, she was almost 30 years old and they were casting as actresses, as teenagers. I do not disbelieve you, but wow, I, she does not look 30. I mean, I, I, I totally believe what you're saying, but boy, she does not look that. Usually no. it's the other way around. You're like, oh, wow, they're trying to convince me that 40 year old is 12. But, <laughs> <laughs> but wow, I would have never guessed. Yeah. And another thing, um, have you seen Half-Baked with Dave Chappelle and uh, Jim Brewer and, you know, the rest of the gang, right? Uh, like once, I think. But okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So Rachel True, she plays Mary Jane in that movie. Okay. All right. The love, I love interest her. of I, I, Dave yeah. Chappelle. Yes. I, I love her so much. Yeah. But those are our actresses. Yes. So, all right. So I got that out of the way. There's like three other people I'll mention later, but we'll do that when they come up. I, isn't it great that there's not a lot of uh, people in this movie, so we can't really get too confused? This is quite a change from like Starship Trooper. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> even like looking back on this, this is really pretty early on in a lot of these people's careers. Even the ones that did a lot of stuff later, this was still early on in their careers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, you ready to get into the heart of things? Oh, so ready. Okay, so we basically, um, oh, real quick though, I love the music in this movie. Yeah, are you a fan of Charmed? You know what, you would think I would be, but I don't think I've ever really watched a full episode, period. Mm, okay, ever. and so the music in this movie and um, the the Smiths, uh, when, when they're playing, yeah. I am human and I need to be loved. Okay, so that's actually the theme song for Charmed. And oh, there, interesting. Yeah. And there was a lot of back and forth about this r- relating to Charmed, whereas uh, the actresses still state to this day that Charmed ripped this movie off to create the TV series. I, hmm, but then did everything rip off Bewitched? I mean, when you go stop. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm, um, I haven't really seen the show, so I can't really comment much on that, but you've got like, what didn't Charmed have three witches on it? Yeah, three sisters. Yep. So okay, so I mean, are you going to go with that direction and say, okay, well then, yeah, they were witches and they're female witches, so yeah, you ripped this off. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you I understand what you're getting at. You know, it's almost everything, you know. It's just been a, a, I guess, a point of contention that I really never thought of. It was like, so this movie came out and they're saying that a TV show ripped the. Rip the movie off, maybe? I don't know. But it's, uh, you know, The Craft is probably a horror movie. Well, it is a horror movie, whereas Charmed is like a science fiction supernatural series or was a supernatural series. So they're two different monsters there. Well, also, and are they taking anything away from each other? Like, you know, I mean, is one negating the other one by existing? What does that really? No, no, definitely not. You know, I don't know. I just say the more witch stuff, the better. So, like, yeah. let's just all get along. You know how rabid fans are, though. 
It's, it's that is like, true. That is true. Yeah. Don't true. disrespect my uh, my canon. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be careful though. We don't want to piss off any witches out there because I don't want to. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you don't want to find a hex bag under your bed or anything. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I love the beginning because they start with the chanting. It's like, was it now is the time? Now is the hour? Ours is the magic. Ours is the power. Yeah, something like that. And then the gazebo and it's all thunder and, and rainy and everything. And we get the little flashes of all the occult imagery. And we've got um, Sarah. Oh, so Sarah is the new one who's coming into town. Um, the other three girls are already friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we've got Sarah arriving on her plane. And um, so basically <laughs> the house, for some reason, they've decided to, I'm assuming they purchased the house, um, reminded me of the house from Stigmata because it's so wet and rainy inside of it. I don't quite know how that's happening. <laughs> this is a callback to previous episodes where you were talking about Stigmata. Clearly it is. Uh, but it's a cool house. It's like a Spanish style house. It's gigantic. Um, but as she's unpacking, we see that she's unpacking another a woman's picture. And that kind of gives us the clue that maybe mom is not really um, with them any longer and that the uh, new lady in her life is probably her dad's um, new wife and it's her stepmom. Mm. And didn't that look like a three-dimensional photograph? It Well, it did. And eventually later it moves. Oh yeah, I know. But it, like at the beginning, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it and I'm like, if you turn it this way, it looks like one of those moving pictures. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the 3D kind yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. I thought and that then was on a the, really cool effect. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool effects in this, I think. Like yeah. subtle, really cool, subtle effects in this, I think. Um, and then on the way in, like kind of foreshadowing, she's uh, noticed there's a big snake kind of going down a tree. Um, that will come into play later. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, so we realize that she is going to be attending a Catholic uh, high school and she doesn't have her uniform, but she's still going to go anyway instead of like, you know, just staying home one extra day. Um, which her dad's like, just stay home and watch daytime TV. And she's like, I don't want to do that. I'm thinking I'd, I want to do that. Yeah, I would have stayed <laughs> home. Definitely. But I would have still worn the the Catholic uh, Catholic high school girl uniform. <laughs> yeah. I wanted the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, and then that's when we get um, we see the arrival of the other three at school, um, and they, what they call it, the um, the the scary bitch alert. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're talking about. Um, Bonnie, Bonnie is played by Nev Campbell. Um, she's talking about that they need a fourth person to actually make the circle work. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, these other three have been like all into it and everything, but they're just not quite there yet. And they they need a fourth person. Yeah, they don't have real power yet. Yeah, they don't have the real power. And then in French classes, where we kind of get the introduction of uh, two other people I'm going to talk about very quickly. Um, there's Chris which is played by an incredibly young looking Skeet Ulrich. Very like he looked like he just got out of high school. Right. Yeah. Yes. He's not a third. Well, maybe he is, but to me, he doesn't look like a 30 year old playing a high school player. Um, now Skeet, really the only thing I know him from is from, um, he was, <laughs> he was an uncredited thug in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie from 1990. Oh boy. But, yeah. But most importantly, he was, um, Billy Loomis from uh, 1996's Scream with Nev Campbell. So they worked together. Again. Oh, my 
goodness, I did not make that connection. I thought Billy Loomis was played by somebody else entirely. Oh, yeah. No, they were in screen together. So, yeah. Okay. See, I'm just, when I think of Scream, I'm just thinking of Matthew Lillard. And pretty much that's it (laughs) because he was like, he was like the heart and soul of that movie for me. Well, (laughs) to me, it's just um, David Arquette and no one else exists in Scream. (laughs) I'm like, who? You mean the David Arquette movie? I don't even know what that's called, but he was in it. Um, (laughs) But then there's also like, you got Rose McGowan, of course, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. 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 It's actually Rose McGowan in her very perky chest very very pert yes (laughs) yeah um but yeah so that's a skeet ulrich and then he's got this really kind of a basically an asshole friend who's mitt and that is um the one i have the most notes on that's uh reckon meyer i've seen him in a lot of teen movies a lot and it basically like for me it's like this kind of like small point in time um, I guess the first thing looking back would have been Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. He was in that. Mm. Um, I, Clueless, which I love. He was in Clueless. I thought um, I saw. Yeah, he was the he was the with the bunch of Lodies in Clueless, right? Yeah. This, OK. And then he, he, yeah, he did John Carpenter's Escape from L.A. Uh, he was in Go. I don't know if you saw Go. I loved Go um, from 99. He did that Tom Green movie Road Trip. OK, yep. Um, and then most importantly to me, because I love Josie and the Pussycats more than life itself. Like I've got two Josie and the Pussycats tattoos, but he was in that one. Um, great cast, but I think they were a little off with the premise of the movie. But anyway, I didn't like Josie the way that movie came out. No, I'm the same way. I thought they had a great cast. I thought they were trying to do something. I don't know. I, I get what they were trying to do. I just wish they had done it with not Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, any uh, any other band, yeah. Yeah, it's just that's not Josie the Pussycat. Anyway, I bet I could do a whole show on that one. I love <laughs> Josie the Pussycat so much. Um, and then he did Rat Race. He played John, um, was it John Arbuckle um from Garfield? He did two Garfield movies. Um, he of course did Herbie Fully Loaded with Lindsay Lohan, God's Gift to Earth. Um, and most recently he was in Creep Show, the TV show. He did an episode called The Right Snuff. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. He yeah, looks anyway, really I, old now. I mean, when he was. Oh, yes. Yeah. He but looked like a little he, kid back then, but now he looks like yeah. a, in his 50s or something. Yeah. He was like cute as a. Well, I'm in my 50s. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't mean it like that. I meant going from <laughs> what he looked like in that movie. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But he was like cute as a button. He's like pocket size. So you just pick him up in your pocket. <laughs> but anyway, so he's just like really just a jerky, jerky person in this movie. Um, and so, but this is the class where um, Bonnie's in the French class as well as Chris. Um, and we get the impression that Chris is a kind of a player. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So he's paying attention. Yeah. And then what's interesting about Sarah is she's like, um, a lot of times when you get these characters in movies, they're kind of uh, like nerdy or they stand out because they're not attractive or whatever. But like Sarah's just this cute new girl. Yeah, she's just. Um, yeah. Yeah, nobody. Uh, there's nothing really to distinguish her apart from another attractive person. Right. Yeah. No. 
except that she can cause a pencil to spin on its own while balanced on her desk. Which yes, which I thought was really strange. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but so anyway, Bonnie notices that and she's like, ooh, I think we found our fourth. Yeah. Yeah, so we joined the girls in biology class and that's where um, Sarah tries to kind of like fit in and make some kind of friends, but um, Nancy, played by Miss um, Balk, is really not having it. Yeah, she, she's having none of that. And then um, she, you really get the impression pretty much, I thought, like right off the bat, that she's really the le- leader of the group. Like yeah. Michelle and Bonnie kind of just follow her lead. Yeah, and she definitely, I also got the feeling that she doesn't want anybody questioning her authority. Oh, no, yeah, it's her way or the highway. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we see Chris kind of kind of pulling his smooth game on uh, Sarah at lunch and apologizing for the bitches of Eastwick. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great um, call to the witches of Eastwick film. Exactly, exactly. Uh, which, of course, stars Cher and Michelle Pfeiffer and Susan Sarandon and Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Who I don't want for my personal devil. Just let's make that clear again. <laughs> he would not be my personal choice for my devil. Jack Nicholson is my homie. Yeah, but I don't want like probably Alec Baldwin. You really? Or you think David he? Would, you think he would make a good devil? For me, yes. <laughs> for you, <laughs> I don't know. I would choose probably. I would actually. I think I would choose uh, Christian Slater or Stephen Dorff. Spoken by a true heterosexual man. (laughs) (laughs) You probably have him wear clothes, too. Yeah, Um, he would have a nice uh, pinstripe suit and everything. (laughs) Right, my sink would rock a thong. Anyway. um, (laughs) So, um, and I like how Chris is like, to me, this is like a, I don't know. I don't want to be like the He-Man Woman Haters Club or whatever. But like, he's already like talking smack about these girls, like saying, you know, how like, a, you know, Nancy's a slut and he's making fun of Bonnie's like scar, scars that she's got and everything. And I'm like, you're doing this to another another female. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing just like kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Anyway, uh, but um, he's trying to get her to come watch his football practice, <laughs> which I like because she doesn't have a life. <laughs> I don't know. I guess people do things like that. Um, but this is when the Smith song that you were referring to earlier was playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was, course, I think there was a couple of Smith songs playing uh, throughout this movie. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one I know because so many people sampled it as well. Like uh, um, there was a song called Hippie Chick that sampled it and Sinead O'Connor sampled it first song. And I um, think people did covers of it as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but then, of course, Sarah does show up to watch his football practice. <laughs> uh, and that's when the other three girls kind of kind of coerce her into following them to the uh, kind of like a new age shop. Yeah. Come join our coven. Uh, right. To do some five finger discount shopping. <laughs> Which uh, Sarah, she's a good girl. She she's not she down good, with that. Yeah. And not that she's not a good girl, but this is also where we find out that she has, oh, and a trigger warning, I don't want anyone to think I'm making light of this, but we find out that she has actually uh, attempted suicide in the past with a kitchen knife. Oh, yeah, because uh, Nancy brings up 
asking about her scars and uh, mm-hmm. saying that she cut her wrist the correct way as opposed to the, it's a vertical line, no, horizontal line, yes. So the vertical line would be the correct way and the horizontal line would be the way that would cut your tendons so that you wouldn't be able to move your fingers? Yes, I believe so, yes. Okay, yeah. See, I get confused about that quite a bit. Yeah, no, I, I'm i pretty sure you the, the vertical way is, is the way that would get the job done. But I don't want anyone doing that. No, right? no, don't, don't try this at home. Do not, do not do this ever, ever, people, ever, ever. Um, so anyway, uh, the bookstore looks pretty cool and it's, uh, run by a very kind of mellow shop owner. I like the lady. She seems very like, you know, focused and centered with herself. Uh, um, but the girls are just <laughs> shoplifting right and left, which I'm thinking of all the places to steal from. Like this kind of store would be really bad for karma. <laughs> right. Right. I would not choose an occult bookshop run by a no, witch to uh-uh, steal from. No. But then, um, while, uh, Bonnie's trying to get Sarah to put this book in her purse. The store owner kind of uh, catches a glimpse of Sarah's ring and comments that uh, she admires her mother's ring. Yeah, and that. Um, nope, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> and then that's when she makes the comment that she's a natu- that Sarah's a natural witch. Okay, yeah, um, I didn't know if that came later on or if that yeah. was it. Okay, yeah, she says, "Oh, you've got power, and you don't realize it." Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, um, that's when Sarah's back home and that weird man just shows up with a snake in her house. Yeah. He's a, I found a snake and, um, right. He just comes <laughs> in the house with a snake. I wanted to show this to you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, clearly, oh, you know, yeah. clearly I LA think, has a homeless problem. Right. But you know what? I, he showed up earlier, folks. So I, meant, I I told that out of place. The man we're talking about he showed up earlier. This is when the girls were leaving. Oh yeah, he's like, I remember I'm you. Sorry. You were, but you yeah. were dead. You were not supposed to be alive. Exactly. And then they get the the weird street preacher guy, and he's telling Sarah to come back to him and everything. Yep. And then and then the snake guy is following her and gets hit by a car. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And that's when the girls are like, Oh, we we caused that to happen. We thought about it. Now they're back at the park. Yeah. Okay. And then that's when they're doing the, um, they're doing the initiation rites into the, to create the, to create the coven and initiating, uh, not Nancy, but Sarah into their coven. Exactly. And they're talking about like North, South, East and West, and they want to raise Manow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like God and the devil and everything all together. He's nature. He's like a football stadium. He's like the sun. Yep. Yeah. Or David Arquette. Um, or David Arquette. <laughs> And then that's when Sarah basically admits that she, you know, she is a natural witch, but she's not really uh, attuned to everything. And a lot of times it backfires. Like she'll think of one thing, but it doesn't play out the way she wants it to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember a certain aspect, like something that she was talking about. Oh, where she was like, I'll, I'll be thinking about rain and then a pipe will burst in my house or something like exactly. that. Yeah. So yeah. she gets the water, but not the way she wanted it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Was it the Rolling Stones? You, you, what, you can't always have what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. That's yeah. I can't always get what you want. Yeah. But then this is where Nancy starts talking about, she wants to evoke the spirit of Manow because Manow makes all the wrongs better again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Sarah like freaks out and she's like, I'm out. I don't want any part of this. 
Well, isn't this where we also find out that Nancy's life is not so great? Like she basically lives with. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. I won't spoil it then. Yeah, not yet. Um, Because next scene, we were with Sarah and Chris on the rooftop and they're drinking. And he's talking about the girls looking like St. Bernard's. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, And they're with another couple. And um, the other couple leave him alone. And he's like, hey, let's go back to my place. There's no one there. And Sarah's like, mm, no, I, we're not doing this. Because like you said, she's a good girl. She just met the guy. And she's like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to put myself in that predicament. Yeah. And he's a, he, he makes no apologies for being the way that he is. He is horrible. He's a, he makes all men look bad. Absolutely. Um, and this was the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So the next day, word on the street has it that... Um, they slept together and he really wasn't uh, very pleased with her. She was a lousy leg. Yeah. She was very bad at sex. Yeah. And then Nancy makes it very clear that she's been on the receiving end of these rumors as well from Chris. Yeah. But I think those two actually slept together. Yes. I think so too. But I mean, I still think she's been on the brunt of, you know, him spreading rumors that she was awful or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I think she knows what he's like. Um and then that's when Sarah confronts Chris in the hallway and, you know, he's like, oh, you know, don't beg. I, I'm not going to go back out with you again. And again, I just put in big letters, boys or dicks. Rob? I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were going to continue on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, the witches have got him. He shouldn't have said that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the boys are just like awful to her, and and he, I don't know, they're just like dogs, and they gang up on her, and they're just really awful. Anyway, yeah. and I forget that guy's oh Breckenmeyer who plays Mitt. Uh, yeah, Mitt, he he yeah. actually stands in front of her. He's like, I'm sorry, he uh, he's not here right now, but if you leave yeah, your he, message after the tone or something like that, you know, horrible person. Yeah, he's horrible. Total um, douche. He is. He's horrible. You read my mind. Um, and then we see uh, Rochelle up on the high dive, and so clearly she's into swimming. Uh, and we get, uh, <laughs> I just put down bitchy girls. Yeah. We get her tormentors. And, uh, yes. And then uh, we get Laura who yells shark and it messes up uh, Rochelle's dive. And this is the last person I want to talk about because I love her. It's uh, Christina Taylor or Marsha Brady. Um, because she played Marsha Brady in the uh, Brady Bunch movie in 95 and then the sequel in 96. Oh, okay. I thought you were like... Marsha Brady and I was like that movie came out I mean that show came out in the 70s yeah. didn't it <laughs> no. yeah, yeah that did but no she played her in the movies and I, I love her for that um but in here she's just a horrible racist um human being oh total, um, total racist she was in uh, Night of the Demons 2 from 94 she played Terry um she's also uh been in um Here Come the Monsters where she played Marilyn Munster or actually Marilyn Hyde because she was uh, you know married um, she did the wedding singer. She did Zoolander one and two, the first and the second. Um, and she's also married to Ben Stiller. I didn't know there was a Zoolander two. Really? Really? I've only seen yeah. the first one. Oh yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I love her. Um, I can't wrap my mind around her being a hateful person because I love her so much, but I just, I'll, you know, she's acting, but she's really not a hateful person. She would never say or do these things in real life because she's so wonderful. But anyway, <laughs> she's just awful to Rochelle. And in the locker room, that's where she's like, uh, got her hairbrush. And she's like, 
oh, is this a pubic hair? And then she makes like a, a horrible comment about, no, it's just Rochelle's hair. And then she goes on from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just an awful, awful person. Um, and then from there, we see Bonnie in the hospital with the doctor from Starship Troopers. The actress. I thought she looked familiar. Yes. Uh, yeah. Brenda, Brenda Strong. Yes. Very good. Thank you. And then this is where we see that Bonnie has like just scarring all over like her back and her arm and it kind of like um, through the film so far, Bonnie's dressed very kind of like uh, kind of dowdy. She's been like very covered. Yeah. You know, and did they like, ever long. get into where the scarring came from? Like, was she in a house fire or something? Not really. I just know they're doing like that kind of like gene therapy stuff on her, to, you know? Yeah. To reduce the scarring. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess you kind of do with it what you will. Um, you know, I really um, like it when they explain these things to me. <laughs> oh, do you see to me? I'm like, I don't, I don't. And not that I'm, well, no, I just certainly don't mean that one of us is better than the other, but with me, I'm like, I don't really need all that. I just, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then um, it's clearly the, 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 um, the little episodes that she has to go through to, to work on this is painful because she's just like basically screaming in pain as the surgery or, you know, operation or whatever you would call it. Procedure procedure is being performed on her. It's clearly causing Bonnie a great deal of pain. Looks like she's um, getting a really terrible tattoo. It does. Or a tattoo removal almost. Yeah. Without yeah. the laser, but with a needle. Holy yeah, shit. It, yeah. Yeah. It looks bad. Um, and then, um, it's it's the evening and we're in Sarah's bedroom and that's when she has her basically a dream about her suicide. Oh yeah. Then this is where you were talking about earlier. Uh, we get uh, it's pouring down rain and Nancy returns home to her trashy drunk mother and her lover. Um, <laughs> he's just a creep and Mom's screaming that you know the lights are out because he didn't pay the bill and it's like no I didn't pay the bill it's storming and it's just clearly Nancy has an incredibly awful. Home life. Oh, absolutely. It's like white trash city right there. Mm -hmm, exactly. And then um, the uh, next day, they announced that they're going to go on a field trip. Oh, yeah. This is when they catch the bus and do the do yeah. the um, initiation thingy. Yeah. But I love when the bus driver, he's like, watch out for the weirdos. And Nancy's like, we are the weirdos, <laughs> mister. <laughs> I actually saw a shirt with that saying on Amazon. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great phrase. <laughs> we uh, are the weirdos. We are the weirdos. Uh, and this is where we have the four of them. They're all together now. And um, they're talking about entering the circle and they have the, like the dagger. Mm hmm. See, yeah. it's better to enter, uh, to rush upon this dagger than to enter our circle with fear in your heart. How do you enter? Yeah. With, was it perfect love and perfect trust? Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it, as above, so below. And they prick their fingers and blood drips into a little chalice of wine. Yeah, um, and then one girl pulls out a tampon and uh, drops it in there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally making that up. <laughs> I'm embellishing. <laughs> oh, wrong. Okay. And then, uh, so Rochelle wants the ability to hate those uh, that hate me, which is so noble. And I want to hug her. Um, and then Sarah wants to be able to love, um, uh, love my herself, uh, more, uh, wait, love myself more and allow myself to be loved more by others. Mm, yeah. Um, 
And then Bonnie, um, she wants to take into myself the power to be beautiful. <laughs> and then Nancy's like, I take into myself all the power of Mano. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why your spell didn't work, dumbass. Yeah. And this is where thousands of butterflies descend upon them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> uh, we kind of get the impression that uh, something is uh, up between Chris and Sarah because he's kind of starting to follow around like a puppy dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, did she? Oh, yeah, she did. She wanted to be loved by him. And so, yeah, because she had his picture. I'm trying to remember back. I mean, I just saw this movie last night, but I'm trying to remember certain aspects of it. Oh, yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. She um, had his photograph and she was like, I just I just want him to like me. Well, this is where she starts doing the whole like uh, they're going to the church and she gets him to carry her books and also carry Bonnie's books. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's like you know, giving him crap for, he's like, hold my jock strap. It's really heavy. Yeah. He's, he's like, like calling him a Stepford, uh, Stepford, yeah, Stepford husband. Boy. Yep. Yeah. And this is when Rochelle figures out that her spell's really working. Yeah. Because, then, uh, her, because her tormentor is starting to lose her hair. Uh, that will come up. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. That's coming up though. But they, uh, they had their sleepover and that's when they do the lies, the feather stiff as a board. And they realize that they're, dealing with serious stuff because they actually get Rochelle off the floor. She's levitating. Yeah. And then um, when mom comes into the room, it fucks up the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. She knocks on the door and breaks her spell. And then, um, the next day at lunch is when they get the, uh, um, the initiation book. Oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, and then night they're watching. Oh, go ahead. Oh, is that now they, when they go to the bookstore and Nancy is looking at the, invocation of the spirit book right we'll get there oh geez why am i so out of sync today okay. no 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 you're fine you're fine um because um the next day that's when they show up which i'm like if you had really attended a um catholic school there's no way in hades that they would let you through those doors if you were not in uniform like they just wouldn't let you in but they show up and they are not in uniform. They're looking like all gothed out. And, you oh, know, yeah. That's um, that's my kind of uh, Catholic schoolgirl right there. And they're looking. They are. There's a noticeable change in the way they're carrying themselves. These girls are confident. Mm-hmm. They're not effing around. They are. They're back and they're ready to be reckoned with. I like um, that aspect this, because, uh, you know, at the begin at the start of the move, they all look frumpy and stuff. And then oh, yeah. like, and, and now that they've yeah, come into their me. own. Oh yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're uh, not even making eye contact and they're just, yeah, they're on the defense and mm-hmm. yeah. So this is when Sarah passes by Laura, the horrible racist. And um, she pulls a bit of her hair out and she says, Oh, I thought you had a bug in your hair. Oh like, yeah. See, wow. I'm sorry. I was way, way ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. That's why That's why we're a team, Rob. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, and so that night at Sarah's house, they are braiding Laura's hair into Rachel's hair. Right. And then um, Rachel says, what's going to happen to her? And she's, nothing will happen to her if she doesn't fuck with you anymore. Well, I'm embellishing once more, but you get yeah. it. Yeah. No, she's nice to you. Everything's kosher. Yeah. Exactly. And this is where we find out that, you know, again, Sarah's mom died at childbirth. and 
we see Bonnie, who's like really over the whole scarring. Uh, um, procedure that she's got to go through to get rid of the scars and she's just done with it and she's she's kind of chanting for man now to take her scars away yeah because she doesn't want to go through all that pain again mm-hmm. yep and then the next day we have laura up to her old tricks and she's you know kind of taunting uh, Ray, uh rochelle not to hit her head um and then her hair starts to fall out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she pulls off her uh, pulls off her bathing cap or whatever the hell that is, and it's just mm-hmm. like strings of hair just coming right Three. out, man. Yep. And then, of course, uh, while everyone's paying attention to Laura, Rochelle makes her perfect dive right off that board into the water, and the coach is like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. He couldn't yep. believe he saw what he saw. No. Nope. Yep. And then we're at the hospital with Bonnie, and lo and behold, her. Uh, procedure has worked there's no more scarring everything is perfect underneath there yeah and what do they use like a um cotton swab to wipe the skin with like alcohol and then it wiped all yeah. the dead skin away and all of a sudden there's this like baby soft new skin that's fine yeah exactly exactly i wanted a little 666 but we didn't get that yeah that would have been pretty cool right <laughs> yes <laughs> and then uh so we're in homeroom with um the uh our three which is waiting for Bonnie and she comes in and she looks completely different. She's got this like um, top that's scooped very low and back, mm-hmm. you know, and she looks so different. Um, she, her confidence has definitely been boosted by her new um, like look she's got going on. Yeah. She's got um, that swagger. Mm-hmm. And then um, they're on the lawn outside and then uh, they're talking about how Sarah's finally done it. And then Nancy's upset because uh, <laughs> Rochelle, <laughs> makes the comment that she doesn't want to be white trash anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> she storms off. I thought um, that was great. I'm trying to think how I can put this. So like Bonnie was a physical thing and that can be changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's gone away. Um, Nancy's is basically like your, monetary status in life and that can be changed well i think it goes a little bit deeper than that because uh we see that when you know nancy her issues are not just like it's the lifestyle she grew up in for one thing um yeah and so it's just like it can't be fixed with money it has to be you've got to find peace inside yourself i think yes okay yes but with Rochelle, it's racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's never going to go away for this person. She will be, always be facing that, unfortunately. Yeah, she, she will always be dealing with that. There's always going to be a dick out there somewhere. Do you know? And I'm like, Ugh. to me, it's not on the same level as the other. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm, does that make any sense? Why we trying to it say? does. It does. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. basically what I was trying to say with Nancy, where it's like it, it can't easily be fixed. Yeah. Yes, but to me, Nancy's is way more fixable than dealing with racism. Well, yeah. Yeah. In a way. I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, that, yeah. it's like two different two different things, but I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, but okay, anyway, we'll talk about this more at the end. Okay, we're moving on. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. No problem. Okay. <laughs> um, so Nancy's turned off. Now we're back home at Nancy's place, and she comes out in a robe, and the dad 
who I actually loved the actor um, quite a bit. Uh, he was in The Breakfast Club, I believe. He was the janitor. He anyway, looks familiar. Yeah, we talked about him before. He was in another movie. Okay. Um, shoot. Anyway, he's like a huge, huge creep. Uh, like she comes down the robe. He's like, I can almost see through that robe. And he's just a creep. He's just a true creep. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's had enough and she freaks out. And she basically, through her thought, causes a fire and then causes him to die of a fatal heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Which then there. They're oh, freaking out oh. in the in the back of the ambulance. It's like, what's happening to him? And then it's just like uh, he had a heart attack, you know? Yep. Which <laughs> worked to their advantage because it left them with a $175,000 policy. Yeah. And like, was that even a lot of money in 1996? Because it just doesn't seem like you could get very far with one hundred seventy-five dollars um, you might be able to live off it for perhaps six months. I think probably. Um, how do I say this? Probably to that family, to to the mom and Nancy, it probably was. Yeah, because they've never had any any it's like significant amount of money. Yeah, yeah, it's all relative. But but my question was. Catholic schools aren't free. I'm like, how are they paying to send her there? Yeah. Is it like a state run program or some shit? No, there's no state run Catholic schools. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just, those, those I don't, cost yeah, I don't know anything about like this type yeah. of thing. So, yeah. And then this is where in my notes, I put down that I kind of want to be Nancy when I grow up. <laughs> you want to be Nancy when you grow up. <laughs> she, she, she's kind of kick ass in her own weird twisted right. Uh, but I do love mom's total turnaround with what a dear, sweet man the guy was. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and this is where we get at first. I thought I liked the way they shot this because we get the uh, we get Sarah and Rochelle and Bonnie dressed in black. And I thought they were actually going to the funeral. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But no, they're just going to go check out the nice apartment that, that mom has got with her uh, payoff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, like you can. You can take the white trash out of the trailer, but not the trailer out of the white trash. Oh, yeah. No. And she's got her jukebox with Connie Francis playing. Yeah. All I ever wanted in life was a jukebox that played nothing but Connie Francis records. Right. Um, I did like because uh, Bonnie has like done a total 180 turnaround because she's like uh, kind of harassing the guy. Talk about his nice ass and everything. Mm -hmm. She would not that like probably a three what three weeks ago she would have never dreamed of doing that oh absolutely um, not and so we've got the uh four girls in nancy's new bedroom and they are practicing throwing glamour oh um, yes and like yeah. at first i didn't think it worked when uh sarah went to change something and i was like well it doesn't look like anything has changed and she's like oh yeah my eye color <laughs> yeah because it was so super subtle exactly yeah, yeah. And then she goes for the hair change. Yeah. And then gives herself, is that blonde or platinum blonde? It almost looked like platinum blonde to me. Yeah. Um, but I think it was kind of computer generated. So that may have been why it was so harsh. You um, know what though? Um, I now watching it through uh high definition, I never noticed it before on the old cathode ray tubes, but uh, on high def TV, you can definitely tell that uh, she is wearing a wig. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they said she looked like Lonnie Anderson, so they even admitted it. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, even before she changed her hair. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because she had to wear a wig throughout filming because she shaved it for her role in Empire Records. And when you're... Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, interesting. Yeah. So when you're watching it in high def, you can see like the little the little bits of hairline and everything. And it's just like, that's definitely a wig. Rob, I watched it in 4K and I didn't even notice. <laughs> Holy shit. Last night I was like hyper focused on that. And I was like, why does her hair look so unreal? And then like, as I'm reading the things, it was like, oh, she shaved her head for her role in Empire Records. Aha. Okay. That, that makes it, you know, seem legit. I was like, yeah, she's wearing a wig. Rob, I am so clueless with stuff like that. Like it was like decades before I realized that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was wearing a wig in Halloween too. Wow. I didn't even know she Jamie Lee was wearing a wig in Halloween too. Oh, so yeah, apparently she is. And I always just thought that was her hair, but no, apparently that's a wig. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh, it looked like Laurie Strode to me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. That's interesting. That for I did not 4k. Like, I don't know when, like watching stuff in high def, it kind of brings out the little, the little pieces that you may not have noticed in like before HD television came out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> I feel so stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, no, don't feel stupid, man. It was just like oh, something no, I like I pick up on sometimes the weirdest things where it's like, Oh no, that's cool that you picked that. <laughs> no, that's just funny. <laughs> About me, not you. I just, I'm so clueless. I think that's why I like movies so much because I'll buy anything you sell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, like, so Rochelle's like, I want to be blonde. And they just like shoot her down. No. And I'm like, why can't she be blonde? Like, I didn't understand. Wasn't she already <laughs> kind of blonde though? Like her hair. Oh, but I mean, give the girl what she wants. Why can't she be, you know what I mean? I'm just, they're like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. And then Nancy wanted a smaller ass. I'm like, I don't think she had a big one to begin. Like she wouldn't have anything. Yeah. She didn't really have much of, she, I mean, she had an ass, but it wasn't like a big out yeah, there I, kind of, but yeah. yeah. I didn't think baby got back when I look at. No, definitely. Like she does have some wide hips though. Oh, see, I didn't even know. Okay. <laughs> I just love her eyes. Like to me, she has the most piercing yeah, she like, does. I, I love her eyes. Her eyes anyway. terrify me. Oh, really? Yes. I, like if she was to get that. mad and yell at me like she did with uh, Skeet Ulrich. Oh, you'd be out the window I, too. I would, <laughs> I would be so scared. <laughs> so afraid. Oh, she I just, just looks. You and her date and you're just like in a little ball. <laughs> yeah. Like she has those vampiric, unearthly kind of eyes, man, where it's just yeah. like, I would not want to fuck with you. To me, I just imagine her, I'm assuming she uh, uh, auditioned, maybe they, they approached her, I don't know, but I just uh, picture her walking to the audition and they saw, like, just saw her and they're like, nope, she doesn't need to even open her mouth, she's got the part. Yeah, she's probably not. Perfect for this role, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, so it's nighttime outside Sarah's window and poor uh, love struck Chris is outside, you know, becking her down there. <laughs> oh, and this is where we find out Excuse me. <clears throat> this is where we find out that he hasn't been able to eat or sleep or pretty much do anything except for think about Sarah. Exactly. And honestly, like the first time I watched this, I thought he it was it was going to be like the death of him. Like I thought he was going to slowly deteriorate or something. Yeah, that's like what I was thinking, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, he, he would look like that guy in thinner where he would just continue to right. lose weight and everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but dad intercedes and makes him go home. <laughs> um, and so now we're back at the new age shop and because the group needs provisions mm. and Sarah wanting to undo a love spell. And that's when um, the, they ask about what's behind that curtain in the back room because they kind of focused it on before when they were in there. And yeah, some cool understand. foreshadowing right there too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and then uh, that's when the owner is talking about that uh, there's no really such thing as like black or white magic or good or bad. It's just what's in the heart of the witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that magic could be and uh, magic can be loving or cruel, at the, loving and cruel at the same time. And then Nan- this is when Nancy finds the book. I believe you're talking about the invocation of the spirits. Okay. Wow. See. I'm always out of like chronological order. Oh gosh, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I'm, I would not remember this stuff if I didn't have it written down. Um, but she opens a book and this is why I thought it was cool too. Speaking of the picture of the mom, she opens a book and the clouds kind of start rolling. They're like animated in the book. Oh kind of. yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I that was cool. now I thought, I thought Sarah would see that, but it was, it was actually Nancy who saw that. So that was kind of a revelation for her where she was like, okay, this is the right thing to do. Well, also, yeah, and I think that was to give, like, I guess her and us, like, hey, this man out thing is really kind of catching on. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of it like that. I thought That's it was, I, like, I thought I it was like meant like, for her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No, I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing in different ways. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't mean to be argumentative. <laughs> oh, I didn't take it that way. No, no. I, no, I wasn't saying that at all. No, I think, I think we're just I, saying the same thing different ways. That's oh, what okay. I think we're saying. Exactly. No, no, I did not take your argument. Don't make me put in my perusal of all contacts and look at you. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we get the four of them heading to the ocean. Um, And we've got, uh, they're all carrying a different like little animal, little creature. We've got, um, Rochelle's got the clownfish. And then we've got Bonnie with the butterfly. And uh, Sarah's got, I think it's a parakeet. It's a bird, but I think it's a parakeet. And then, uh, of course, we have uh, Nancy with her snake. Yeah. She's got a snake. Now, did it strike you as odd or am I just picking apart things once again, where it looked like nighttime when they were going into that cove or whatever the hell it was. But then when when they came out of the little uh, opening, it almost looked like daybreak. No, because in my notes, I put down the inner cave because it was so dark. I thought they were going into a cave, but it was just like like a passage. It was like a cove, like a passageway. Yeah. yeah. So it was like light and then it got dark, but then they came out, like you said, it was like brighter. Yeah. yeah. And so were, were they like waiting until nightfall or like, I don't know what they did. It was just weird because it was dark and then all of a sudden it was light. And so I was like, how long were they in that little passageway? Yeah, I don't know. Or what time did they arrive? Was it just like a shift in, not like a magical shift in time, but just like they arrived like kind of like at, at dusk, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just hung out for a while. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But uh, so like you said, it's nighttime. So they've got their candle circle going and. Um, the uh, Sarah was talking about like uh, when she was uh, trying to kill herself, she saw bugs and snakes everywhere. Um, and then like even when she opened like in her mind, but when she opened her eyes, they were still there. And this is where Nancy uh, decides that they should call the corners. And uh, oh, yeah. She is the East and she invokes air, air and invention and Rochelle is the West and she is intuition and water. 
Bonnie's south and she is fire and feelings, and Sarah's north and she is earth and mother. And this is apparently done on May's Eve. Yeah, that's I I didn't pick up on that until watching it again last night. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, so there's actually um a correlation between that and actual uh actual Wiccan rites and everything. So yeah, I thought that, that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, we got the thunder and lightning and um, the invocations and the summoning and lightning actually strikes Nancy. Yeah. And I thought she was dead at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it killed her. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I was just saying it, it, it. They killed her. They killed Nancy. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, but in the morning, they all kind of arise. And uh, Rochelle's asking if, if, if he's here. And she kind of joins Sarah and Bonnie as they stare into the water as Nancy walks across the ocean. <laughs> yeah. We'll throw back to the old JC Jesus Christ there. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, uh, she's like, do you feel that he's, he's blessed me. And then uh, you hear sirens, you know, kind of in the distance. And at first I'm like, did they just pick that up? Cause I had not seen this for a while. Mm -hmm, same um, here. I'm like, just like pick those sirens up and it's like no the sirens are actually there because there's a ton of sharks that have washed up on shore yeah and nancy's flipping out she's like this is my gift it's right. for yeah, me like <laughs> intense <laughs> <laughs> um mm. and then now i don't know that i would actually get in a car with nancy driving but apparently sarah and the other two thought it'd be a good idea <laughs> mm, right yeah after being struck by lightning and seeing her walk on water yeah, I would not get in the convertible with this woman because she's cray cray. Mm -hmm. um, she's running red lights and Sarah's kind of thinking that this whole thing is enough and she wants out. And they're not going to make it easy on her and they're, uh, Nancy's running traffic lights and there's talk of being paranoid and narcissistic. Uh, it's just not looking good for the group. No, it's falling apart and fast. And fast. Um Next day, we see this is where you're talking about uh, the the hair trail leading to the shower. Oh yeah, and the uh, her uh, what, Laura Christine Taylor, mm -hmm. Marsha Brady, or Laura Lizzie, yeah, where she's yeah. Uh, sitting down in the shower wearing a swimsuit, and she she looks like a leper basically. <laughs> she's yeah got a little strands of hair just coming off her head, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about this one, did you notice like, uh, so Rochelle's kind of looking in, but there's a mirror next to her. Oh, I was going to ask if you had picked up on that too, where it was like that the walked. reflection didn't match up with the no. movement that Rochelle was having. I love shit like that in film. I love it so much. Yeah. yeah was that? Out of step with her. Yeah. Was that just a, like a, a glitch in the camera or was that actually put there on oh, purpose? No. I wonder. No, I think that was totally purposeful. Okay. Totally 110%. Yeah. I thought that was creepy and awesome all at the same time. And you know, what's weird. I never noticed that the first time watching it, but when I watched it last night, I saw that I was like, Ooh, I never noticed that before. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I've seen that. I was actually laying in bed this morning trying to think of the films to talk about them. I think I think it's the film with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal where he plays two different characters. Um, basically, he's got a doppelganger. Um, I think it's called Enemy. And I think they do that same mirror trick, but like more often to very creepy effects. 
And I, I kind of think they do something similar with Angel Heart, if I'm not mistaken, in Angel Heart. Or what about but mirrors? When, uh, you know, those mirrors Oh, are... yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're That's right, right. like it's a that one brought me to that movie at first, but I do remember the other ones you were talking about. But I was like, yeah, so it's like an evil version of yourself in the mirror, and it's just like moving on its own. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or you're just out of sync with yourself. Yeah, no, I like I I love that effect. Um, I thought it was so cool. Um, and then we have a uh, poor Chris calling Sarah on the phone that night. He's wanting to take her out to dinner. Or tomorrow oh. night. He's on the phone with her that night, but he wants to take her out tomorrow night to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was a really bad idea. Very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. A really bad idea. <laughs> um, oh, bad decisions. Bad decision. Because, uh, like, <laughs> he's he's very uh, infatuated with her to the point where he's basically, uh, when she refuses to hug him or hold him and she just wants to go because clearly he's not going to take her out to eat. He kind of forces himself on her. Yeah. And he was like, just let me give you a back rub. <laughs> what? what the? Like when we first met. Oh. <laughs> just hold me. <laughs> yeah. And she's not having any part of this. No. Um, and it, and then she takes off and uh, finds herself at Rochelle's house. So Rochelle calls her in and I guess they have another uh, group witch night and everyone's there. Yeah. Uh, and this is when Nancy just decides she's going to take care of things herself and she's going to head to Trey's party and confront Chris herself. That's right. She's going to have herself a little fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so poor, uh, loves like Chris is at the party and this is where Nancy beckons him upstairs to the bedroom with mm. a nice fireplace. And, uh, I don't know if your eyes close that much when you're drunk. So he must've been smoking a whole lot of weed before he started drinking anything. <laughs> It's all those Pez candies. Yeah, it's all those. Uh, what was it? Uh, grape Pez or cherry? Great, it's grape Pez. Grape <laughs> Pez will get you every time. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then so she's like, and this is where, like you were talking about earlier, he like alludes to the fact that they had a past that involved sex, uh, but he's not having it. He tells her to stop and get off of him. And then this is yep. where she does the whole glamour trick. And now yeah. she's Sarah. I thought she was going to flip out. Like when he pushed her down and she was on the floor and just like, why not me? You know? And then she started hitting herself in the head and I was like, Oh shit, here we go. Yeah. Well, she, even before the whole witch thing, she seemed like a loose cannon to me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like people like that make me tense where you just don't know what's going to set them off or who you're dealing with at that specific point in time. Right. They could flip out at any moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is where we have Sarah, in quotation marks, uh, trying to make a move on Chris, and they're making out. And then the other three, including the real Sarah, arrive at the party. Um, and this is where uh, we have poor Laura in her wig and ask uh, Rochelle how it's going, which I thought <laughs> was really kind of sad. But, you know, you kind of get what you deserve in life. Yeah. Karma, hateful Marsha Brady. Yeah. And she tries to be very nice to her after like almost as if she knows that this is the, you know, this is her comeuppance, you know, for being yeah, fucked up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, do you really need that to be a good human being? You have to lose your hair. Right. Oh my you, God. You should just I, automatically do it. <laughs> uh Oh, wait a minute. Oh no. What have I done? Right. What uh, have you done? What have I done? <laughs> right. Oh no. We need to like, Take a look at ourselves. Um, and then this is where uh, 
um, Sarah books it upstairs and then Nancy's glamour is up. Oh yeah. The jig is up. Mm -hmm. And then Chris is like, you're a witch. And then (laughs) Nancy's like, well, she's a witch too. Uh, And um, Chris is like, you're just jealous. And this is kind of where she starts kind of levitating in her uh, toes or the shoes of her her shoes across the floor. She's going towards him, losing her mind. (laughs) Oh shit. That was okay. Now I've got to talk about that because this part of the movie is such a, such a tense part where it's like, because like you said, those, you know, those kind of people bother you. Well, it's the exact Mm -hmm. same way for me too. And so when uh, Nancy was freaking out and be like, you're sorry, you're sorry, you're sorry. I was just like, holy shit. Like my entire body was vibrating. I was like, I do not feel right about this. I'm very, very afraid right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it it was bad, man. It was very tense moment. Yeah. And she's off the floor. I mean, she's not like full, like I'm, you know, you know, but she's off the floor and she's moving quickly towards him. Yeah. She's kind of gliding. Gliding. But now is he so drunk that he's not really wrapping his mind around this or because to me, I sober, I'd be like, what the heck? Yeah. (laughs) I think he's just like so wasted that he, his brain can't even function on the the higher level that it needs to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now. So this next scene. Oh, so, oh, and so basically he's out the window. He backs up and he kind of falls to his death. Cause I love how you hear the girl scream below. She's like, ah. Yeah. You hear like a splat kind of sound and then. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Now. So the next scene is not nearly as long. You know how you say you want things explained. This is the one that I wanted to go on longer and it was just like a blip on the radar, but it's Sarah back in her bedroom with her dad. And she's kind of explaining sort of what happened. And then she was saying, like, she didn't want Chris to get hurt and everything she touches turns to shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So clearly her mother was a witch or possessed these same powers. Right. So did, does dad know, like, what, what exactly did Sarah explain to him? Like, does dad know that she's a witch? Did dad know that mom was like, I want to know what dad knows about all of this. Do you know what I mean? I think he's pretty clueless. Like that's what I was going off of was that he just like his wife kept that stuff hidden from him. And, uh, you know, that if any events occurred, like she would maybe laugh it off and say, Oh, you know, coincidence or something like that. Um, I don't, huh? What was that? I just really wanted to know. I'm like, what, how, how much into this background with mom did, did the, uh, was, was the dad privy to? Yeah. I wish they explained some of that, but like, I took it as that, you know, he was pretty clueless to it. Yeah. Now it does not ruin the movie. I'm not saying anyone should not watch this movie because of that. I just kind of wanted to know more. Yeah, me too. It's like Starship Troopers. Want to know more? And I would click, (laughs) yes. You would click. Yep, I do. I sure do. Uh, so then we've got, uh, Sarah clipping the photo of the four of them clipping Nancy out of the photo so she can bind her from doing harm to herself and to other Mm -hmm. with a ribbon, I might add. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and then we get, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. The nightmare scene. Yeah. That, that was another part of the film that messed with me for a couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, 
basically she's in bed. Uh, it's nighttime. And we're led to believe that this is not a dream. We don't find out the dream till the very end. She's in bed. Her big, like, almost like French windows burst open. It's windy. The three of them come flying in. Bruce uh, is in the front and they kind of like descend upon her. And then Sarah wakes up and it was a nightmare, but it was a horrifying nightmare at that. Yeah. Cause they kind of, yeah. they were floating like they were vampires or something. Oh yes. They were, yeah, they were levitating. They were coming in fast and spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the next day and Sarah, that's when she locks herself in the bathroom. Uh, the other three girls kind of join her in the bathroom, the stall unlocks and there they all are. Uh, yeah. Confronting her. It's like, there's um, no escape from these crazy ass women. Nope, They're in your head. Uh, and this is where we find out that the police, because of the accident, they've come to Sarah's house and Rochelle's house. Uh, and the girls are pretty much thinking they don't need a fourth anymore. Um, they suggest maybe she leaves school, maybe the city, maybe just the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want her to take her own life. Mm-hmm. And then Nancy points out that uh, she doesn't want any more spells on her. And in the past, if a witch betrayed her coven, they would just kill her. Uh, R- Rochelle uh, kind of gets a little jab in about uh, having sweet dreams. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, That's how we Bonnie knew that asked. it was not just a, yeah. not just a bad dream that they caused it. Yep. And then Bonnie asks, have you been, how have you been sleeping lately? <laughs> yeah, they're all in on this stuff. So they are definitely uh, forces not to, forces to be reckoned with. They're not to be taken lightly. Right. Mm-hmm. So Sarah is freaking out and she heads back to really the only place I guess you would go. I mean, cause your mom's passed away and she's only in which you probably would be able to talk to you about this. She goes back to the proprietor of the new age shop and um, she tells her about the girls and she wants a binding spell. Now, were you waiting for that? Uh, the owner to turn into Nancy? No, I was not. I totally thought that it was going to be a glamour thing. And she was going to like when they were hugging, I, I totally thought we would get a scene where she turned back into Nancy and Nancy had set her up. I really, that would have been awesome. Had that happened. I really did thought that was going to happen, Rob. Yeah. Um, No, I never thought about that, but like that would have added some extra tension in, into the film. Oh, I, I just, cause I, I really thought they would play up the glamour thing a kind of more than they did, but I mean, they, you know, anyway, whatever. Um, so she takes her back behind the black curtain in the back. Um, and they show her there's basically like a little almost temple set back up down there. There's like a little like a, pent- a tile pentagram yeah. on the floor. And it was like and, there was energy just vibrating up from oh, the floor. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's where again she points out that Sarah's got tremendous light inside of her and uh that her mother's voice must be strong within her. And her mom had been a witch as well. Yeah. And she's um, like, how do I, how do I stop these girls from attacking me or coming at me? And she's like, there's only one way to do it. You've got to invoke the spirit. Yeah. And she's not wanting to do that because she's already seen what's been going on with the man now spirit. And she's like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. She's like, it, it drove yeah. Nancy crazy. I'm not going to go crazy. Exactly. And this goes back to what she was saying earlier. You know, it, it can be love. It can be cruelty. It just depends on who's like, uh, using it mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah um but unfortunately uh before they can really do anything a fireball erupts and sarah has to run down the alley to her home i wonder was that fireball real or was that more like mind games played by uh nancy and the crew i my guess i'm thinking it's probably mind games 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I think a lot of this is mind games. Yeah. A lot, you know, other than like Chris's death and stuff, but I think a lot of like visual things like that, I suspect are mind games. A lot of that stuff I think is mind games. Yeah, because we're inter like more and more throughout the film, we're introduced to a little little bit more like things that take place in the thoughts rather than that take place inside the real world. Especially from here on as we proceed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so she proceeds home and the phone's ringing and we see a telephone book with a, uh, kind of like a red message scrawled that her parents have apparently booked a, um, flight. And then the voice on the other side is Nancy's. And they were saying that the parents have returned back to San Francisco because they believe that, um, Sarah has ran, ran away yeah. and they booked right back. Then. <laughs> Nancy proceeds to tell her to turn on the television. Right. Sarah gets the news that there was a horrible plane accident and then everyone's dead <laughs> on the plane. Um, and then that's when the house lights go out and then all these little critters start showing up. Oh, creepy crawly central right there. Oh, yeah. We've got rats. We've got spiders. There's worms, um, roaches, scorpions, a mime. A mime? <laughs> I didn't see the mime. You blocked it out. It was so horrifying. Yeah, I blocked it out. Those goddamn yeah, mimes. Like everything. And this is clearly back to their effing with Sarah because she mentioned she just gave him the ammunition earlier in the mm-hmm. film. And she saw these things, you know, during her um, like mental breakdown when she attempted suicide. Yeah. Uh, so they, she retreats to a tub, and that's when <laughs> creepy-ass Nancy pulls the, the curtain back, and she's like, gotcha. And uh, she's pretty much goading her into taking her life again. Yeah. She's like, just yeah. get it over with already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an awful, horrible person. This is, this is not the Nancy I want to be. No, she, she's uh, a very bad human being. Yeah, she's an awful, awful person. Um, and then, uh, we realized that the other three are in the house or the other two are in the house with Nancy. So the three of them are waiting on the lower level. Um, and I guess and, they're kind of just waiting for her to kill herself, which is even more fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also think they're like, I think they're there to assist with the process. Like if this doesn't push her over, we're just going to keep going and keep going until we get what we want. Mm-hmm. Until we get the fired effect. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh my gosh. And then Nancy's like, you killed your mom when you were coming out of her. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, you are just a horrible, horrible person. Right. She is uh, like continuously just descends into fucked upness. Oh yeah. 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 And then three star chanting now is the end. Uh, let her go in peace. And they, there's a fake suicide note and her scars start to open up again. Um, she takes off back up to her room. She grabs a towel to stop the bleeding. Uh, that's when she sees her mom's photo and it's, it starts to move. Like the, the picture of her mom kind of moves. Yeah. Like it, it does that little 3d thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, oh, the thunder and lightning is like really picking up outside. Uh, things are amping up. Um, <laughs> and that's when like Nancy like really steps it up and she's like barking orders at Rochelle and Bonnie. <laughs> Yeah, get get up the stairs and make sure that you know that she gets this over with. Yeah, she's like horrible to him. Um, and then uh, Sarah begins her uh, evocation, and uh, that's when the two girls, Rochelle and Bonnie, 
see their reflection and Rochelle's losing her hair and Bonnie's face is just horribly scarred. Oh yeah. Like the scars came back, but they didn't just came, come back on her shoulders or back. They went on her face and everything. Yeah, they manifested all over her. Yeah. And that's when that causes the two of them just to leave. They're out the door. They're not sticking around for anything. They are gone. And they're like, hell no, we just fucked with the wrong witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh shoot. I'm sorry. This is when the mom's picture after they leave, this is when the mom's picture kind of animates. And then we hear the like, look inside yourself voice. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, before that. Yeah, I'm sorry. And this is where actually Sarah decides to evoke uh, Manow. Um, And then lightning crashes, the doors open up, the scars heal and the photo, um, like all the photos on the wall of the stairwell, they reflect the storm clouds outside. Yeah. and like the glass breaking and shit, or is yeah. that, is that later? Or is that, um, is that right? When the, you know, when the, when the glass shatters, um, am I going too far ahead again? I don't know on that one. Oh, so I'll okay. let you have, it. I have no. Okay. Um, well, at some point there's a lot of glass falling and it was falling in slow motion. And yeah, I just thought that was this part here. That, that may very well be. Um, and then this is when Nancy, again, with the reflection, where Nancy's reflection becomes Sarah and Sarah steps out of the mirror. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and she's saying she's saying that Manow had uh, saved her, saved Sarah, and that Nancy's abused what he's given you and you have to pay the price for that. And in my and mind, then, I was like, girl fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Witch fight. Um, and then uh, you get the really... I mean, there's CGI clearly, but it's still kind of gross. You get the roaches all over her hands yep. and she get the fingers and there's bugs all over her boots. And she got the Medusa hair and the roaches <laughs> in her mouth. <laughs> and she's screaming. She's got like snakes coming out of her hair and everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get Sarah who's like feeding her back the same line she's been given uh, to Nan. The Nancy's been given to Sarah earlier. She's like, relax. It's only magic. She's like, now who's pathetic? Yeah. And then, and then uh, Nancy oh, is Nancy is apologizing. She's like, "I'm yes. sorry, I didn't. I took it too far, you know. So sometimes I just take things too far." Uh, and Sarah's like, um, "That's fine. I accept your apology, but I bind you from doing harm. No, don't do it." And so mm, yeah. that we get like Nancy just going completely ape shit. Yeah, she like pins her against the wall, and, and she's like. I thought she had the dagger at first. I think she was just banging her fist against the wall on either side and like pounding, pounding Sarah. But at first I thought she was stabbing. Yeah. Her. I thought she was stabbing her at first too. Yeah. Um, and then that big old chest of drawers comes flying at um, Sarah and pins her to the wall. Yep. Um, but once all said and done and all of the chaos comes to a, to a close, to a cease, uh, we realize that there's nothing inside of Sarah's clothes. They're just her clothes laying down there on the floor. Yeah, she powered up like a super saiyan. <laughs> she did. And But of course, it was just a trick of the eye because she was really still in her clothes. She just made herself invisible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then she uh, came, out from the, came out from inside of the wall. Like her head just came out yeah. from the wall or something. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, so um, Nancy's going to like basically stab her with a dagger. And that's when uh, she just kind of like drop kicks her basically like shoves her back with her feet. Yeah. And kicks her into a mirror mm-hmm, and then binds her. Um, and then we've got the, our next day is the sunny day. And uh, 
we have uh, Bonnie and uh, Rochelle coming in to check on uh, Sarah. Yeah, and I don't. I think they wanted to find out if she had any power, rather oh, exactly. than like actually yeah. coming to check on her, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you gonna like? Are you gonna <laughs> buddy up to her? Or like, what do you like? What are your plans? Like, how do you see this? proceeding if she does like is she going to be your buddy now is she going to forgive everything yeah that's what i was wondering too yeah whatever um and it's like they want to apologize and their parents you know we see that her parents or dad and stepmom are still alive and you know that the plane was just a glamour um and then uh you know she's basically sarah's like you know uh the where they're like, are you going to call us or something like that? And she's like, just hold your breath until I call. Mm, right. I love that. Yeah. And then they turn around and one of them makes a comment that, you know, she probably doesn't have her powers anyway. And uh, Sarah hears it and the wind kind of picks up and there's a big gust and a branch falls and nearly kills the two girls. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks them on their asses. Yeah. And it's like, mm, someone's still got their powers. No, and she's because like, if I mention that they don't have powers at all anymore. Theirs are gone. Yeah. Theirs are, they have nothing. They have nothing. Theirs are gone. Um, but again, but again, Bonnie's skin has cleared up. Rochelle will always face racism. Right. Yes. Bonnie's made it out scot-free. Rochelle will always face racism from stupid people. Mm-hmm. That's my only, whatever. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, and then we cut to Nancy. <laughs> who is now in a psychiatric hospital, comes to a bed and raving about flying. I can fly. He's inside of me. I was like, oh. She's not doing good at all. No, she's not. And you can see, like, she had scratched her face up pretty good before they tied her down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that just added to, like, the, the... the intensity where it's like those kind of things really disturb me. And so like when I'm watching the, you know, a type of film like that, it's like, Oh my gosh, I really don't like that. You know, it's like, I'm fine with snakes and bugs. Yeah. Do whatever. But it's like with, uh, you know, with tense moments like that. And it's just like, Ooh, really bothers me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then just real quick, I, I can't speak. To, for you or anything like that but this movie kind of resounded with me a lot like Carrie did um it spoke like like the gay kid in me gay person in me because it would have been cool to been able to have like got back at people that were mean to me for that if that makes sense yeah no I can understand that to a certain extent because it was like you know with uh being bullied and picked on and everything for being different It was like, and I never had the power to stand up for myself. Like I just didn't, I didn't have it in me at that point. And so it was like me just kind of uh, living vicariously through these girls that were, you know, getting back at their tormentors where it was like, I always wish that I could gain like some kind of superpower and make, uh, make the people pay for what they've done. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. 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 I, the whole reason I brought up the, the gay thing is as I was looking at this, um, it was written by a gentleman named, the original story um, was written by a man named Peter Villardi, who also did Flatliners. Ooh, love Flatliners. 
but the director and the uh, writer of the screenplay is Andrew Fleming. Now, he did Bad Dreams from 88. Did you ever see that one? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, it's a creepy one. It's pretty good. Um, this this girl, she was the she was supposed to be the next big thing. She was in Dream Warriors. Um, dark hair, I forget her name. Um, but she basically was like in a like a like a kind of Jim Jones Jim Jonesy kind of cult, and they all like burnt up except for her. But the cult leader is like almost like a Fred Krueger thing, but like he's coming back, uh, trying to get her to I think take her life. Um, but she keeps seeing he's all burnt and everything. It's really creepy. It's pretty good. Um, he also did the 2007 Nancy Drew with Emma Roberts. Um, he directed, and this is what started making me delve into this. He directed a TV show called difficult people that had Billy Eichner and Billy Eichner is gay and difficult people on there. He was also gay, but then he did 2018's ideal home which had Paul Rudd, who I love, um, playing one half of a gay couple. That's when I found out that the premise of that movie was actually based on Andrew Fleming's life. So Hmm. the director of this and the man who wrote the screenplay is a gay man. And I'm like, I wonder if that's why it resonated so much with me because I think gay people have that kind of, they know what it's like to be on the fringe and to be um, persecuted and things like that. And, you know, yeah, I, I could see where a lot of them would like really want a way to retaliate and be able to, like you said, get back at people um, that were doing you harm when you really didn't have a way of standing up for yourself. Right. Yeah, that's why I went all that way around to that. Um, okay. Yeah, but I, 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 to me, I just, just the thought of being able to have a way to stand up to people like that, like who are just awful people, just to be awful. Like, you know, I love that premise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where it was like, it's, with me, it was uh, kind of the same way, but it was more like um, I would allow them to torment me to a certain point and then it would be like um kind of like the joker in a way where it's like you've pushed me too far and now i've snapped hello there you know just like go completely crazy and uh there was nothing at all that would bother me ever again and then everyone would fear me and you know it, it was that kind of thing like those those kind of childhood um like those feelings where it's like, you know, this is, this is going to ensure that nobody fucks with me ever again kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I do like how they carry it to the extreme because it's like, if you did have that power, would you be able to keep your humanity or would you become this monster? Right. Would you, would you become Nancy? Yeah. I'd be Nancy all over the place. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I know me. I'd be horrible. <laughs> I would say the the twenty year old me would probably have been a lot like Nancy. Yeah, I yeah, because you just I don't know. I just yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think I could be Sarah, but I think I'd be a pretty horrible person. Yeah, well, in your younger years, it's very it's a lot more difficult to exercise the restraint that you can do now. You know, right, right, and empathy, and yeah, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, 
Um, but I think I would have used it more for uh, uh, selfish things. Like I would have just like oh, absolutely. glamoured someone else to look like me so I could have like stayed home and watched TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I would have just removed myself from the situation. I wouldn't even put myself where they could have made fun of me. I would have just like sent like a robot back to school. <laughs> I would have stayed home and watched like, you know, horror movies. I used to have that idea. I got it from uh, Small Wonder. Uh, you know, creating a robot version of myself and sending that to school while I got to stay home and play video games and stuff. Oh, so Rob, (laughs) I worked at Kmart and I hated it. I hated it with my very fiber of everything in me. I hated it. So in the lunchroom, whoever got up there first got to pick what people watched during lunch. And I am not a sports fan at all. And I hated everyone I worked with. I just hated, I hated being there. I was just miserable. So they always would want to watch sports games, but I would hurry and get up there and turn on Small Wonder. And they would come in, they'd be like, hey, sports are on. I'm like, yep, but I'm watching Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> and I would make them all sit there, all these grown men, and watch Small Wonder for 30 minutes until my lunch was over. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Like they, they'd come in and they'd like lean towards the TV as they were talking. They're like, Hey, blues are playing hockey. I'm like, yep. And I'm watching small. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. See, I never worked at Kmart, but I did work at Toys R Us and it was equally as horrible. Oh, Rob, the stories I have about Kmart. Oh my gosh. Retail sucks. Oh, just dealing with humanity. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) No, so I was my name tag, you know, with a little like press on letter. So I was Kmart Mark. Kmart Mark. And my, yeah. And then my next job was Art Mark. So I moved from Kmart Mark to Art Mark Mark. Art Mark Mark. Wow. That's a, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got my idea from, I, I loved, um, I loved Josie and the Pussycats. And I also love Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. And I remember more than once that she would make like a second Sabrina to send to school because she didn't want to go. And I'm like, that was my dream was to just have a second Mark to make him do like all the stuff that like little fat Mark didn't want to do. And that's, yeah, that, that's what I would use witchcraft for is just to get out of things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Lazy as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would probably do that the same, you know, just, uh, Cause I, school was a drag. I never wanted to go to school. Oh no, Rob. I, I loathed school so yeah. much. I, it was miserable for me. It was a horrible experience. Yeah. It was it pretty really bad. Was. It was awful. And then for the longest time I got in my mind that I was going to be a saint. So I would just practice being a saint. <laughs> really? Like a monk or something? Yeah. No, I mean a saint. Like they were going to canonize me. Like I was going to be Saint Mark. I don't know what to be saint of, but I feel oh. like I was practicing, like what my prayer card would look like, how I would stand, and it was horrible. <laughs> saint Mark with the stigmata. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I and it's funny, but I think it's really kind of sad because I think it kind of fed into the whole gay thing and like not being okay with that, like. So if I could be a saint, it would take away from the gay thing. It's all really fucked up. But yeah, yeah. You know, I practiced being a saint and, you know. So you would like get into heaven, even though you were still gay. 
Right. And I'd be a really cool saint. Like, you know, like I'd have like little birds on my shoulders and you know, <laughs> my, 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 would my right side be the good side to look up to the Virgin Mary? Would be my left side would look up to the Virgin Mary? You know, yeah, it's just. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so weird. I, I like read all the, all the books about the lives of the saints and it was just so odd, Rob. I'm such a weird kid. That's what, Thanks, uh, that's what religion does to you, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was so odd. Oh, but going back to witchcraft, I would also have the power to see through people's clothes. <laughs> it would really all be for like awful things that I would use it for. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I used to want to like this is bad, but like I used to want to stop time and then like strip people naked and then like start <laughs> time up again. <laughs> now, would you take their clothes or just fold it nicely by them? Uh, I would hide them somewhere. Yeah. Hide them somewhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, is it a way to be mean or a way to see the people without their clothes? Uh, both. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. I see. To be mean and to, and to see like naked people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's sad like. I haven't changed in all these years. I would still make someone to go to work and I'd still look at naked people. <laughs> <laughs> the pervert's revenge, you know? <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, I always thought. Like, like I always thought knowing me, like, are you familiar with like the dark Phoenix saga and all that stuff? Uh, no, I didn't get too much into that. No. Oh, so basically she just loses her mind and starts blowing up planet after planet. And I'm like, I think that if I had the power, I'd become that person. I just lose it. And I just start killing everything. Cause I just, there's just so much rage inside me. I just like lose it. I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing. I don't have any power. I just flip out. I think. Oh, and then shit. she'll ask for it, but it'd be too late, you know, like, <laughs> be like, oh, I acted on impulse. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, so would you recommend the craft for people that were not witches? And for people, for first timers, uh, yeah, I would recommend it um, only on the thing that this uh like to see it but it's not the kind of movie that i would watch over and over again i would probably do it like a once a year kind of thing oh okay yeah um yeah i can see that yeah um i love it i love i just love the like the promise of maybe being a witch someday like just having those powers so anything like that that would show me that i love it um to me, I think it's relatable on some level. Uh, I, I I would be hard pressed to find like uh, like a like a football jock that was all aces in school and like you know <laughs> never had anyone pick on them. Find yeah. a lot to relate to in this movie. But I think if you've ever at any point in your life experienced the feeling of being like an outsider or an underdog. Um, I think you could relate to this movie to some degree. Oh, absolutely um, could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's well-written. Um, I think you get enough of a glimpse into the characters um, to kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah. It's uh, um, it doesn't have a lot of flaws. It's just that um, I'm more impressed with the kind of movies like where there's a lot of action a lot of monsters and you know stuff going on where this one had a bit like the pace wasn't 
slowed down, but it was a very different kind of pace. And so it's just like, you know, I could watch it maybe once a year, whereas like something like Predator, I could watch all the time because there's more for me to like bite into and, you know, stuff for me to remember that kind of thing. Oh yeah. It's very, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's like apples and oranges to me in my mind. It's not really, uh, action nonstop wall to wall. Right. You do get the whole like, I mean, I could easily see this being tweaked. Uh, well, like you were saying with charm tweaked just a little bit and it could be like a, a, a WB like kind of like teen soap thing. Oh goodness. That you would know? be terrible. But you know, it could be done. I think if you just change it just the least little bit and you could, you could do that. It would just be a drama. Yeah. You know, I think so. Switches. Like take away um, all that psychological stuff and definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, and I, I still think the effects are hold up well, I think. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah. They didn't use a whole lot of effects or when they did it, they made no. it very subtle. And, uh, it reminded me of the Michael Jackson, black, black or white video where they would like change to me. It's like on that same level of technology. Do you know the video I'm talking about? Yeah. I think I've seen it too long ago though, to actually recall everything about it. Like, the, like all these different people would come up and just shake their head and they become the next person. Their features would like morph into each other. And it, to me, that's the same level that they were probably working with on this film too, like uh, computer technology wise. Oh, okay. Um, I see what you're so talking what about. Kind of with. You know, it's just like, you know, oh, her hair changed colors or mm-hmm. it's just that kind of thing. Or like the snakes out of her fingers. It's nothing super, we're not talking Jurassic Park here or anything like that, but it's, <laughs> it's very serviceable. I think the effects are good. Yep. Um, I think the actresses are very good. Um, I think they're all at the top of their uh, 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 careers on this one. Um, I don't think there's any like bad performances per se. Um, no, I, I think they, they pretty much nailed it. Everything was on point. Yeah. I think they're very well cast. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. Um, so our next one, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be John Carpenter's vampires. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, so we'll sink our teeth into that. Yeah, we're going to sink our fangs into that. <laughs> our fangs. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, we can be reached, if you want to do Instagram, at uh, Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And then if you want to write to us. Yeah, if you want to send us an email, that is mmccpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And if you would be kind enough to give us a, uh, a like, a follow, uh, on, uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, that would help us out a lot. Maybe more people could find us. Mm-hmm. And leave us a five-star review if you really dig the show. Yes, we would appreciate that. And that we won't have to put a hex on you. <laughs> you, won't, you won't wake up one morning with all your hair gone. Well, now, Rob. <laughs> Bald is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, but I mean, do you really miss the locks that you used to have? Because I do. Um, honestly, I think I would have different hair than I did have. I almost want like Farrah Fawcett's hair and I would just have a fan. Like people be like, where is that wind coming from? And my hair is <laughs> really good all the time. Like, all the windows are closed, but Mark still looks like he might be running, but he's sitting still. <laughs> <laughs> I had amazingly thick curly hair and uh, I used to 
shave it on the sides, but leave it long up top. And so it looked like when I would flip my head from one side to the other, you could see like the shave on the side. It, it was just a really uh-huh. cool effect. And I kind of missed that, you know? Yeah, no, I had, uh, my hair was wavy, not really curly, but it was kind of wavy, really thick, dark, like almost black. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of rocked the mullet in a way. Oh, really? Yeah. A mullet? Wow. Oh, yeah. With a beard, with a beard. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm trying to picture you with a mullet. <laughs> yeah. No, it was because it was the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I'm okay with it now. At least my head is nicely shaped. Yeah, right. See, now, I was talking about that the other day with someone where it's like some people cannot pull off uh, the bald head because their head, yeah. they have a really oddly shaped head. And yeah. mine is oh. like nicely shaped. So it's, you know, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like some people, unfortunately, they had like, you know, like they weren't flipped as a baby. So like, the <laughs> like, flat or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe the top of their head is flat because they were dropped. Right, on their yeah, head the parents just stood them on their head all the time when they were a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, uh, we do thank you for sticking around uh, because it is always great to have you here. The more, the scarier, I always say. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we hope you stay spooky. We'll see you next time. We will. Bye, guys.